That's what I'm talking about. Just say yes. You could do better than that. That's what I'm talking about. God is an awesome God, and he is worthy of the praise. Please remain standing. I'm going to ask my sister Kathy to come open us with a word of prayer. Lord God, Jehovah, we just come to you tonight, Lord, with a thankful heart. We're thankful that you brought us here tonight safely. And Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would just continue to just pour out your love and your spirit upon us, Lord. We come hungry and thirsty for more of you, Lord. We thank you for snatching us out of the darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you for opening the prison doors and allowing us to come back to this place of freedom, Father, both inside and on the outside, Lord. I thank you for the word that's going to come forth. Prepare our hearts so that we're able to receive. Let it grow, go deep into our hearts and create a harvest for your glory, Lord. We love you and we honor you on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We thank you. So you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just for a quick um, station identification, how many new members do we have in the house that's new here? Amen. Amen. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm sure most of you already know that your family's invited to be here with you on Saturday nights, also on Thursday night for the recovery meeting. Doors open 615, and at 7 o'clock we start prompt, and we're done at 8. So it's not a lot of lag in the game. It's about giving God the glory and doing what the assignment is to be done. Amen? So we just want you all to keep in mind that you're welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, I don't know how many family members are here with members. Any family members here? All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, we're so glad to see you all on tonight. Also, we want to remind you coming up, in next month, and we have a date now for our baptismal service, which will be, <laughs> that's what I like. Uh, we'll be signing up starting next week, and the baptismal service is on March 25th, March 25th. So we want you, I have one good hand clap, I tell you, that's, that's something. But we just want to let you know, and we want to also like to welcome all of our friends on YouTube that might be watching and might be watching later because they're at work right now. But just a reminder, March 25th, we will be having a baptismal service. And family members, members, friends, everybody who has not been baptized, that's your opportunity to come and be baptized. Amen? Okay. Um, one other, one other uh, event coming up in May, and I know it's a little bit out, but um, periodically we're going to have some special guests coming in and uh, gracing us with a few songs, but we're going to have what we call the Youth Ablaze on the inside at the prison, and we have several uh, great uh, gospel artists um, that will be here 
on May 20th. It's a reunion day for the Youth Ablaze, and we're going to conclude right here. So it's going to be something big. It's going to be great, and we don't want to miss it. All right? All right. Let's get to the word because I feel good. I feel good. Because last week we dealt with trusting the assignment. First, just let me to some of the ones that weren't here last week, I want to let you know that God has me on assignment to remind you of the assignment and what you're going to have to do to accomplish the assignment, to stay in the assignment, and to be um, able to hear the voice of God. We talked how Abraham um, was told to take the first step and leave his family last week. And he did, and he was obedient. So I'm not going back into that, but I am staying there on Abraham. Because tonight I need to talk to you about staying in alignment with the assignment. Mm. Staying in alignment with the assignment. Sometimes what happens is... We get so far out ahead of God. We feel as though we've got it going on now because God's promises are on. Um, they're coming to fruition and we're seeing things happen. But how many of you know when you have promises, you have processes? Y'all didn't catch that. When you have promises... What comes with promises is processes. And sometimes you have to go through a process in order to receive the promise. A promise does not alleviate your trust in God. Did you hear what I said? I heard one amen. And I'm going to have to tell you again, if I don't get a few amens, that means you don't quite understand what I'm saying, so I have to repeat myself and maybe make it a little clearer for you. What I said was, the promises does not alleviate our trust in God. That's what I'm talking about. Now I'll make it plain. The reason I say that, because God's promises, they, they are continual. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's over, in the Bible alone, there's over 7,000 promises from God. And when you recognize that, just because you get to one spot in your life, that does not mean that God is through with what he wants you to do. Just because he brought uh, Abraham out from his family to be in trust with God and leave and go to the place where he's telling him to go does not mean that his assignment was over. So tonight, I want you to understand that you have to stay in alignment with the assignment. Don't rush out before God because God's promises does not stop. God's promises are continual. There's no such thing as I arrived to the promises of God. You do not arrive. You just keep going from level to level to level to level in God. So, 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 so the promises of God 
does not mean that um, a destination has come to an end. It means it's continual. It means that there's a process in place. So now let me make it clear. Sometimes we think that if we get the job that we've been praying for, that we don't have to do nothing else but just go to work. But God is requiring us because we're on assignment. The majority of times we do not know what the assignment is. So when I say that the promises does not alleviate your trust, I'm saying that you have to continue to walk by faith and not by sight in the assignment. Now I think I'm reaching somebody. You can't understand what the assignment is sometimes until you get to one, one, one altar in your life. I'm going to call it altars. Is that okay? Because as we have altars in our life, what happens in those altars are something great happens. Something happens that we remember that moment, that time, and that date. There's some of you in this room that got saved on a certain day. That should be an altar for you to remember that date. Some of you got baptized on another date. That's another altar for you. But the assignment doesn't stop right there. God calls us on assignment because we are at his will, not our own. And once we give our lives to him, then we have to trust him with what he wants us to do. So, so, so it comes a time where the, the, the process, whenever there's a promise, and I said there's a process, there's always going to be this for that. God wants you to do this, but you're going to have to do that. All through the Bible it says, uh, Several places you'll see throughout the Bible it says, Acts and you what? Receive. Shall receive. Seek and what? Receive. Knock and what? Receive. You got to do something for those promises. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? If you want to receive, if you want to find, if you want the door to open up, you're going to have to do something for those promises. So it's understood that through the promises of God, we've got to go through the process and along the way we might have some trouble because we're wanting God to work on our time and God is saying, you're on my time. I don't want to go all the way back and through the story of Abram and how even while he was walking and going forth into the things that God has called him to do. He got to a place where he decided to, in Egypt, he was, he was he, they, they say, you can call it filthy rich. They said he had the gold, he had the silver, he had it going on. I'm talking about he was able to let Lot go and he was still wealthy. All the land that he was able to see was his. And sometimes when we get to that kind of place, we stop focusing on the assignment and we stop right there. 
Does anybody know what I'm talking about? See, I'm going to have to make it plain for some of you all because some of you all are here in this program. And just because you've made it this far does not mean that things stop right here. You've got to go further into the things of God that he is calling you to because your life is on assignment. So when I say for you to align yourself, get in alignment with the assignment, not off track, not thinking about all the stuff you got, not thinking about all the opportunities that you have, but stay focused. Stay in alignment because God is wanting to use you in such a great way. So, so, so Abram now, Abram, so we understood he, he got to the place where when he, there was a great famine that came, and I'm going to go through this part real quick because what he did was he told his wife Sarai to tell Pharaoh that she was his sister. So now you're going to lie in the midst of your assignment, a great lie. And you all know the story, what happened? The plagues came, and Pharaoh was like, mm-mm. Something's wrong here. What did you do? Why did you lie and say that this was your sister and not your wife? And all of this is brought on. You got to get up out of here. See, God has a way of getting your attention to even when the enemy turns against you. Have you ever felt like you was getting hit from all sides? Okay, let me, let me make it plain for some of y'all that, that been out there in the streets. Family don't want to have nothing to do with you. The dope man don't want to have nothing to do with you. I told you I got to make it plain sometimes because some of y'all are looking at me like, what is he talking about? So I'm just trying to bring it home. Is that okay? Because, because when you understand that it's all promise after promise after promise, but you're not in alignment going through the process, recognizing that even if it gets rough, you got to stay focused on what God is telling you to do. So a lot of you are here right now, and I don't want you to get off track because a lot of stuff is going on. You're sitting in IOP classes. You're sitting in case management classes. You're going and doing um, trades and, and, and working out in the gym. And you've got it all going on. You're learning about how to, um, to counteract with people that, that's doing some of the same things that you're doing. Understand that even in the midst of that, God is saying, I want you to stay focused. And I can tell you why. I'm talking to you all tonight because you are here. And if you're in this room tonight, you didn't just walk in because the music was playing. You walked in because something urged you down on the inside of you to be in service, to hear word from God. Not from this man, but from God. God put me on assignment to speak into your lives, to remind you of who you are, whose you are, and what you have to do. So don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the process. Because sometimes through the process, it gets rough. 
So now, now, Abram, he, he got to the place where he got the wealth. He's doing good. But God told him that he's going to be the father of many nations. That his offspring is going to be blessed. And he's still in the mindset of, well, I, I hear what you're saying, God, but I'm getting up there in age. And not only me, but my wife. And his wife was like, yeah, you're right. So let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to help the hand of God. I'm so sick of people trying to help the hand of God because he's not working quick enough. Now I'm talking to some folks. Some of y'all will go out and buy a car. Because you like the way it looks. Everything that glitters is not gold, my friends. And you get yourself caught up on some notes that you can't even afford. Oh, I don't even know why I just said that. I must be talking to somebody. But, but and if it ain't none of y'all, it's somebody at home. But you get caught up on, on something that, that you can't even afford to be in. So you, you took it in your own hands and said, God ain't working quick enough. And God is just standing there saying, okay, I'm going to let you go through the process until you get back in a line with what I want you to do. So, 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 so Sarai said, I, I got this Egyptian girl that works for me that look real good, and I'm not going to have no kids, so why don't you lay up with her? Mm, mm, mm. Y'all know the story. <laughs> you know how men do. Like, really? No. <sighs> you, you don't want me to lay up with it. That young, good-looking girl, do you? Well, there ain't no other way that we're going to have a baby unless you do what. Look, he promised us that we're going to have offspring. Do it with her. So y'all know the story. Girl gets pregnant, has the baby. God says he ain't the one. Why? Because he wasn't in alignment with the assignment the assignment said you're going to be a father of many nations. He's not the one. You're not in alignment with the assignment. You have to stay on the bus route for a few minutes. You're not trusted with a new car, so you got a bucket and think it's going to hold together with duct tape. alignment with the assignment Abram now what I'm going to do now after you don't have this child what I'm going to do is change your name so you recognize who you are he changed his name from Abram to Abraham father of many nations so now I called you in what I want you to do and recognize who you are matter of fact I'm going to change Sarah's name to Sarai's name to Sarah so I want you to understand that I'm calling you what I'm assigning you to. We're not going by nicknames no more around here. I hope some of y'all got rid of some of those names that they labeled you with on the inside. 
June bug. Killer. Stop staying labeled with what God's not calling you. God is calling you to a higher level in him. I told you last week, your design is original, created, and designed with you in his mind. You are special to him. And your life is marked to do great things. So now it comes to the place where, where God says, look, I'm telling you who you are. You know whose you are. And I put more in your life than you could possibly imagine. But you're going to walk this thing out. I've got to understand that you're in alignment for this assignment that I'm calling you to. Your, aunts, your, 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 your children's children are going to be blessed. But it's going to take you to stay in alignment. And I'm talking to some of you all in here today. Some people counted you all out. And they said, well, they ain't going to be no good. Your children, you're never going to see your kids again. They're not going to have nothing to do with you. Let me tell you something. God is a restorer of them who diligently seek him. I've watched God put families together right here in this place week after week after week after week where people come back together with their children, come back together with their, 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 their spouses, their mothers, their fathers. It's only God that can do something like that. But you got to trust him. So, fast forward. The promise has come. His name is Isaac. Sarah has him. At, I believe, was 90 years old. Mm. <laughs> 90 years old. Now you tell me how. only way was God. And see, we might stop right there thinking that the promise has been completed. But here we come to the place where God has to check Abraham after all he told him, after all the way he took him through, all that he took him through. And he got him to this place. I'm telling you, promises are continual. Uh, let me tell you, some of you get married and you think this is it. That's not the end of the promise. Why? Because you got married, you, now you got to have a family. And then your children have to have children. If God is going to bless you, he's blessing you because there's a line that he wants to bless, stay in the assignment. Stay aligned with the assignment. So, so, so the promise has come. And now I'm going to fast forward to chapter 22. We come to the place where hmm, God speaks to Abraham again. 
and it says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, called him by name. He didn't want him to mess up. He said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on the one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So watch this. He's telling Abraham. Now, Abraham's not new to this. But God's trying to see if he's true to this. Many years before he told them to go somewhere where you don't know where you're going. Walk by faith, not by sight. Abraham was obedient. His faith should have rose up because he walked into wealth. He walked into great things. He ended up with the promise that God told him about. So he's at a point where he should be in alignment at this time to follow the lead of God. When he told him, God didn't say, okay, go over here to this place and I'm going to show you exactly, I'm going to tell you right now exactly where I want you to go. No, he said, go to a place in Moriah and when you get to a place, I'll show you. So now again, he's telling you to walk by faith, step by step. Every step you take, you got to stay in alignment with what I've told you. Is there anybody in here that's in alignment with what God is telling you today? How to work this thing, how to work this recovery thing, how to work this healing thing, how to work this relationship thing. Is there anybody in alignment with the assignment? He told Abraham to go. The Bible says in, chapter, in verse 3, Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for a burnt offering. He arose and went into the place on which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. I don't know if you can see the parallel here with Isaac and Jesus. Take thy son, thy only son, for a sacrifice. Take the wood. Watch this. He took the wood, took the donkey. And he got to a place, he got to the place, wait, wait, he got to the place on the third day. On the third day, just watch the parallel here. Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Abraham said to his young son, I mean to his young men, he said, you all stay here. Me and the lad are going to go yonder and worship. 
when you recognize who Abraham is now, his whole walk, this whole time, he learned through everything, through the whole process, how to worship God. He was always worshiping God. This sacrifice that he was getting ready to do with his son, he didn't care what it looked like. He just knew what God told him to do. In his mind, he's saying, if I have to lay my son up on this altar and kill him, the God I know is going to resurrect him. So I'm going to be obedient. Sometimes you've got to do what is so impossible to do. When God gives direction, he's telling you, stay in alignment. He said, we'll come back and uh, uh, we're going to worship and we'll come back to you all. In other words, he didn't say, we're going to worship, I'm going to kill my son and I'm coming back. He said, we will be back. He's saying, I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. God, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and what did he do? Lay it on his son's back. There was a cross on my Savior's back. See, I got to tell you all something real quick. If Jesus didn't go through the process, we would have never had the promise of the cross. See, see we, we forget so often what he did. He went through a process. When, when Jesus came to earth, he, he fasted for 40 days. He was in the wilderness. He, he went through the process. But Abraham put the wood on his son's back. And they went a yonder. He had the knife. Isaac was saying, hmm, father, I see the wood, I see the knife. Now, we done done this thing for a long time. We, this is not new to us. Matter of fact, some of you all know in the next chapter, the Bible says Sarah died at 127 years old. And if these chapters are anything in unison, she had Isaac when she was 90. This puts him at close to somewhere in between 30 and 33. He wasn't no little boy. He could have fought his way. He, you know, he could, his daddy 100 and something years old. But see, his father had taught him how to worship. Through all this time. So he was in agreement and in alignment with the assignment because his father had to let him know the blessings that he had coming his way. So what did he do? In obedience, he followed his father with the wood on his back. The Bible says he began to Fix the altar there at the place. The wood piled up. He bound up Isaac, his son, and he 
laid him on the altar without a fight. So if you can see the alignment that's here. The father was raising up the son in the way that he should go. So when he got old, he would not depart from staying in the alignment for the assignment that God had for generations. Some of y'all not looking at this. We are part of the generations. The, the, son, the son stayed with no fight. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord called to him as Abraham lifted up that knife. He said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. And since you not withheld your son, your only son from me. And right then, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he looked over, and he saw a ram in the bush. He got the ram, placed it on the altar, and sacrificed the ram for Jesus. Stayed in alignment through the process when things looked rough. He did not get out of a line because there was an assignment at hand. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and you have not withheld your son, your only son, Blessings, I will bless you. Multiply, I will multiply you. Your descendants as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is at the seashore. And your descendants shall possess gates of their enemy. If your seed, all the nations of the earth, they shall be blessed. Why? Because you have obeyed my voice. Just the voice of God should keep you aligned. Just the voice of God should keep you focused in the promises that he has for you and the process that you have to go through. Some of those processes that you're going to go through might be rough. It might look like it's something you can't handle. Has anybody been there? But God. God will see you through if you stand and trust on him. There's a scripture that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your understanding. And I had to always look at that. That I can't trust in what I think or the way I think things should go. Because God is calling me to a much higher place. 
I know the assignment that he has on my life. And believe me, if I even started to tell you of some of the process that I've had to go through to get to this point in my life, I could just go back three weeks ago when I couldn't walk. I couldn't blame it on the devil. I call it the process. Because the process that God has for me in this place, the assignment that he has for me is to make sure that each and every one of you are in tune with the assignment. That you're in alignment with the assignment. Next week, we're going to be on the, align, on the assignment. But next week, we're going to be talking about protecting the assignment. So, don't miss out. Come. I can't tell you when I'm going to stop on this assignment trip. I can't tell you. All I could tell you is when God speaks, I'm trying my best to listen. Trying my best. Trying my best. Because some stuff just don't sound right. Have you all ever been there? Where you hear something that just don't sound right, that's when I know it's God. Too big for me, too much for me, I know it's God. Stand to your feet all over this room. You know, I'm going to say this. We're going to do a prayer. I want to pray for those that are at home, and then I want to pray for those in the room that still a little blurry with the process that they're going through, a little trouble there not having the trust that they need for the assignment. I'm going to pray for that. But I don't know if you ever noticed, we don't never call folks up and ask, do you want to join the church? And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm not looking for a club or a click. This thing you don't join in. When you're in this kind of relationship, you are connected with the greatest church. Because you are the church, but you're connected with the greatest pastor of the church. His name is Jesus. When you come part of his church, you definitely have some promises coming your way. So there might be one in the room tonight that has not accepted Jesus as their personal savior. And if that's you, I just, I just ask you to raise your hand wherever you are, if you're here. Any, 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 look, okay, so let me make this clear. 
Sometimes out of fear of what somebody else thinks, we miss out on our blessing because we think somebody is going to say, what, they ain't saved? No. Tonight, I want you to get all schisms out of your head. I want you to get delivered from people and, 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 and right where you are at home also. If you're ready to give your life to Christ, raise your hand wherever you are. I see your hand, my brother. I see your hand. That's right. I see your hand. I see your hand. See, I, I, I'm just going to tell you this clearly, that you can't start your assignment until you give your life to Christ. Now, we're we going to finish on time, so I'm going to ask each and every one of you that are in this room, please don't leave. I want to pray for those home on YouTube, and then I'm going to call up those that are here that's ready to give their life to Christ. Then I'm going to make another call for those that need prayer for the assignment in their life, and then we're going to dismiss, and I guarantee you we'll be on time. So please don't go running for the doors, trying to run out. Oh, we got to go. Usually whenever you say stand to your feet, people be like, <laughs> they be hitting the doors. So I'm trying to give you a little, okay, so I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that are at home right now that are ready to give their life to Christ, I believe if they confess with their mouth, believe with their heart that Jesus died for their sins, that they will be saved. And right now, that's all they have to believe. So I thank you for their lives. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. And they don't have to worry about what people think because nobody could see them. They're sitting there in their house. So as they give their life to you tonight, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory for saving them, for setting them straight and putting them on the assignment that you've called them to. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you on YouTube. Don't run. Now I need those that raise their hand. If you would please come up front. We're going to pray for you.